0: It's Thursday, April second, two thousand and nine.
1: The battle over climate change begins in Congress. Wolf blitzing and Zip free fish. <laughs>
0: wow! Very well done. I'm Brad Friedman, and I'm Desi Doyan. All of that straight ahead on the most scintillating six minutes in Green News Radio. This is your Green News Report. The All right, so the battle has begun in Congress.
1: Yes, a House Democrats this week launched the first salvo in climate and energy legislation with the introduction of a draft proposal that they say is the first step in charting the transition to a clean energy economy. Now, this draft proposal has a little something for everyone, both businesses and environmental groups, in order to attract conservative Democrats, especially those from coal states. And the most contentious issue is going to be cap-and-trade legislation.
0: This is to get the blue dogs on board. Yes,
1: it is. The blue now, dog
0: Democrats. Now, with Democrats starting a battle on anything. I think, oh boy, this is this battle is not going to go well.
1: Well, we'll just have to see. Obviously, Republicans are completely against it. They're already trying to reframe any kind of cap and trade legislation as an energy tax, but they're using deliberately false statistics, misusing a study from MIT, which you can look up on Think Progress. We have it linked at GreenNews.BradBlog.com. Now, it is an
0: energy tax, isn't it? Of no, sort of-
1: it's not. It's a pollution tax. Okay. What they're saying or trying to say is that with the auctioning of new permits, power companies that pollute are going to try to pass that cost on to consumers. Now, there are going to be... And won't they? uh, They might, but there are supposed to also be in the... Uh, legislation itself, they'll be discussing ways to mitigate those costs for consumers.
0: But the Frank Luntzian thinking here is that if they can reframe it into energy tax, somehow they people can. will be against it. Exactly. Okay.
1: The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service formally removed the gray wolf from the endangered species list today in Montana and Idaho, but also they're That's going to... That's
0: great news. That means there's plenty of uh, wolves uh, now. We can take them off exactly. the list. Not exactly. No, not exactly. They're
1: keeping the protections in Wyoming, though, so yeah. of course environmental groups have so pledged Dick to...
0: Cheney can't get at them.
1: Apparently, he yeah. can't hunt them. Environmental groups are going to challenge the ruling in court, as will the state of Wyoming, but for different reasons, of course. There are just over 1,600 wolves in the three states in the Northern Rockies that the wolf is still considered either on the endangered list or not. But there's only 1,600, and the Idaho governor that's been delisted in Idaho, the Idaho governor has said he wants to be first out to get a permit to go and hunt those wolves. Oh, he can't
0: wait to do he, it. He can't wait to do so it. it. So it's being de- delisted, you would think, from the end- endangered species list because they have come back the population has, has recovered
1: to a level that's that biologists say is above endangerment level but the oh I, Idaho governor for example has mm-hmm. said he wants to hunt the wolves all the way back down to just above the endangerment level
0: he wants to endanger them himself Indeed. and so wildlife groups are against it they still want to protect it how long uh, should uh, uh, an animal like that stay on the endangered it species gets list?
1: into specific numbers the number of breeding pairs that you have so you know that's something that changes depending on on which region it is. Last week, a Baylor University study reported that fish caught near wastewater treatment plants have residues of human prescription drugs in them, things like medicines to treat high cholesterol, allergies, high blood pressure, acne, depression... And a person would, of course, have to eat a ton of fish in order to receive a full dose, but the concentration, the scientists said, was worrisome. Hey, you know, fish without acne or depression, I mean, that's delicious, right?
0: So we're doing a a good thing by Uh, giving them all these drugs. Now
1: the EPA wants to call for more investigation for the effects of the combinations of these drugs put together, which they don't know anything about.
0: So we could get freakazoid fish out of this.
1: (laughs) We could. We have already. We
0: have, and we can't. And and so is is it a question of getting into the food uh, supply?
1: biologists are concerned that these things accumulate and as you move up the food chain they don't get excreted, they don't, they, they remain in the food chain and they actually fa- and they actually concentrate more as they move up the food chain. So
0: we're going to need some prescription fish.
1: <laughs> A federal study released this week found flame retardant chemicals contaminating coastal environments and said they're pervasive even in remote and unpopulated shores in Alaska. It's the most comprehensive look at the nationwide presence of these chemicals used for fire retardants and they've been linked to reproductive and neurological problems in animals. And they found the highest concentrations, which would make sense, off the coasts of Chicago, Florida, South- Southern California populated Why areas. Would oh, I see. Not,
0: not because of the, the more flame-retardant areas. No,
1: it's just that that's more people are there. The uh, they, they say it's from industrial runoff, it's from improper disposal of all kinds of... You so know, we've c- got
0: flame-retardant in the water, we've got prescription drugs in the water I- and in the fish. right. We're and doing great.
1: They've already found the same flame-retardant chemicals in the bloodstreams of adults, and they say that the uh, that children in California have higher concentrations in their blood than their parents do. You know,
0: flame-retardant people. Nothing Delicious. wrong with that, does he? <laughs>
1: the Supreme Court handed a victory to the power industry yesterday by overturning an appeals court ruling that would have forced older power plants to install new technology to reduce the number of fish that are killed when the power plant sucks in river water for its cooling systems.
0: It sucks in the fish, doesn't it? It does. And now, kills them.
1: 3.4 billion fish a year, estimated by the EPA. But the power companies say the cooling system that the EPA asked for is too expensive.
0: And the Supreme Court has relaxed those standards to allow more fish sucking?
1: No, that's basically a very technical case, and you'd have to look it up online to see the specifics of how it works. But it does have broader implications for other industries that are trying to fight off making environmental changes.
0: Look it up online. We've got links to that story and much more at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And
1: I'm Desi- And this has been
0: your Green News Report.